I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Raw Impressions number 32. Lou and Adele are home from the Barlow Family General Summer Tour. Part one. It was awesome, as they will describe. But on the last night, the last night of the tour, Daddy did a bad, bad thing. So Izzy. What? I've brought you here today. I want to discuss... The drive home after the last Barlow Family General Tour show. Yay. After the last show. Remember that show in Brooklyn? Yes. Okay. So, so we went home after the show. Wasn't yeah. that great how we went home after the show? No. <laughs> it was torture. It was what? Torture. <laughs> It was. I felt like I was legitimately, I was 100% torturing her. I I went to such a deep, sad place during that drive. I think I was internalizing like all of my life's anxiety into one drive. It just all like came crashing down on me in this sort of like silence. I just, I was pretty much silent, I feel like during that drive. I don't really remember talking. <laughs> you didn't. You were, you were really quiet. I was very quiet. Izzy I think there was just, we just, we just kept repeating <clears throat> um, that we'd never do that again. Yeah. We just kept saying, we'll never do this again, honey. And I'm so sorry. Um, and she told you, you made a bad choice. And several, uh, several times. I, I, what I did, I did what, concur. I did. What what I decided was that we should drive home after the show in Brooklyn. And we mm-hmm. live three hours away from Brooklyn. I thought it would just be better to go home rather than try to get a room mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. I thought that she would go to sleep in her seat and maybe you'd go to sleep too. No. And I had plenty of energy. I just played a show. So I was, I was uh, hopping. I never got tired during the drive. My eyes weren't tired. I was... Hundred percent mm-hmm. for that three-hour drive, and uh, so I thought, you know, I knew I could do it, but it was not the best decision for the Barlow family general. It wasn't. That's true. the The group uh, it, it suffered, um, and it was. It's not 1989 <sighs> anymore. Yeah. I'm not on my parents' station wagon heading back from CBGB's <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. No. No. It's nope. true. I mean, and I, I don't know. It just was a long day, you know, because we didn't start the day in Brooklyn. We started the day in Riverton, New Jersey. So Saturday, uh, June 17th, Saturday, June 17th, we was the last day of the first leg of the tour. And Lou played in Bushwick, Brooklyn, uh, at a really cool place. It was a lighting 
like warehouse where they make really like beautiful lamp, lighting lamps, lamps. factory yeah, lamp. chandeliers like factory. they restore chandeliers they, yeah really cool they stuff they restore all this <clears throat> historical metal work yeah and then they make new stuff I think anyway it, it was it's cool. called remains right yeah remains lighting remains lighting and so i drove from riverton to brooklyn and i think I, well, no, I, I'll just be honest. I, I think I did what probably a lot of like women do is that I just internalized a lot of my feelings from the stress I was having, um, because travel stress, travel stress. You were, you were, there was a lot of travel stress building up, although you were doing, we were doing quite well. I, that's the thing is I think again, as a woman, we, we can look pretty together, you know, like even some people could say like calm or measured, you know, while we're juggling these things. Whereas I will say, I've often noticed that men, when they are feeling taxed, they throw like full on tantrums as adults, you know, like they make it seem known. Well, like when you go back to our traveling from LA, remember, and like, it was like all the men who were um, (laughs) like yelling at the gate agents and things like that and making a scene because of weights and things like that. Um, This is a generalization, but I'm going with it because I've I've got a lot of, I'm, I'm going with it. So anyway, I was. I, a, I have the experience to back that up. Yeah, you do. I mean, let's I be honest. You, I've had, you I've yourself. Seen it a lot. I've seen a lot of men, grown men, have full-on baby tantrums at airports. Can you also attest to maybe that you've had some as well? I have. Right. I've I've yelled at like gate agents. I know, and you I also didn't... had like a, you like broke guitars on festivals in front of audiences. Oh, you were man. just like, wah. So <clears throat> no, I've I I have a a, a long history of. I mean, I, I think I stopped a while ago, but yeah, it's been a you good, have, you I have. think I've got a good decade on it, but uh, <laughs> it took a while. Well, and to be perfectly honest, I kind of told you to stop doing that too. You know, I was like, that's not very effective. The life change helped for sure. You know, I was like, you know, when you, when you talk to people that way, they're not going to want to help you. And you were like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should try to be nicer when I'm in these situations where I'm going to need help. And you were like, that works. <laughs> Yeah. I'll never forget it. You you were like texting me I one time, maybe 10 years I, ago. You had what a, a realization for someone to have like, oh, I have to I treat know. people decently and not yell at them. I mean, yeah. that was my, that was, I mean, I didn't, I'm not like, I wasn't like aggressive in general with people around me. You know, I didn't, I'm not, you know, I don't have, I'm, as a partner, I'm not a real yeller or a pointer or, I mean, I can be, but um, less so, but. What's the point? I suck. I think, well, no, you I, don't I have, suck. I, I think what I was just sucking. saying is that I brought to you a level of customer service understanding. You did. Because my whole history is working in customer service. So I'm always the person okay, on so the receiving you're, end. You're saying that like, okay, <clears throat> men and myself included, mm-hmm. uh, we will externalize all yeah, of this stress. So, when we're like, when the, like, right. you know. Like maybe if dad was driving or something, you, you'd kind of know if he was like, oh, yeah. this sucks, right? Oh my God. Whereas I just like got really quiet. You did. You got really quiet because you, you, you are, you're not, you, if you, you will complain, you're mm-hmm. not afraid to complain. You're not afraid to say, I'm tired. This sucks. Mm-hmm. And you know, but you were, uh, you were eerily, eerily quiet <laughs> during this long, dark drive. I was, from I Brooklyn, felt so New bad York. for Izzy. My heart was literally breaking. So My when, mom heart was breaking. The way she was describing her discomfort. Yes. 
I was like, this kid is going to throw herself out the car. She is in hell and she is way past her bedtime. She is exhausted. I didn't think she was going to actually, I would say that it was such a pinpointed exact tantrum. I was impressed because she wasn't just throwing herself around in the seat. She was actually exhausted, but she was extremely concise in her descriptions. She was, I mean, why she was uncomfortable. It was like, (laughs) I don't know. I felt, I I feel like I watched Izzy grow in this last week, just Mm. becoming more, I mean, really like nuanced. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. She was saying really nuanced stuff. And this, this tantrum was not quite a tantrum. It was just like, she was was kind of of putting her foot down. She just said like, she was like, like, Hey, no, I mean, she would, she just, I mean, she could have very well said, Father, get off at the next exit. I can see a Hampton Inn sign. <laughs> She's that close. Yeah, she is. Father, That's true. right now. But I, I have to ask you a question. <clears throat> mm-hmm. When did the itching start? Okay, so yeah, I I started to have an itch um, during the drive from Riverton to Brooklyn. And we were sitting... Ugh, in traffic, like bumper to bumper traffic in Brooklyn, like literally mere minutes away. On the BQE. Miles or whatever. Great BQE. road. BQE. <laughs> what a road. Brutal. Um, bumper to bumper on the BQE. And I, mm. I felt like I had what was a mosquito bite on my hand. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking annoying. I'm going to itch that. I'm itching it. And I'm like, huh. And then I felt like I had something bite me on my face. And I was like, damn, is there a mosquito in here and I can't see it? And so I started scratching near my eyebrow and then behind my ear started itching. And I was like, well, there's definitely a mosquito in here. It, it, it found me. And so carry on. Got to Brooklyn. You did the show, which was really fun, by the way. Um, great way to end it. But then it was a long night. And then when we got out, it was pretty late. It was like 11, I think, when we hit the road, like 11, 12, 11. 12. Yeah, because we Brooklyn, got home Brooklyn too. was in full bloom. I mean, there was parties and <laughs> yeah. revving engines. Brooklyn was and, just kicking into gear and we yeah. were leaving. And so um, Lou was driving home. I'm not a good night driver. And <clears throat> anyway, it, poor Izzy was, you know, having her, her thing, her protest her heartbreaking protest and I my head just started to feel like it was on fire I was like whoa what is going on with me my whole head itches so bad and I just started scratching it because I I I wasn't really I wasn't thinking clearly you know I was just like internalizing all of the sadness and anxiety and I was just like I just really want to get home I hate this I want to be transported now that was like an hour into the and then my head was just itching away and so I was scratching like a mother you know and uh so then we got home well maybe we should should we play the song and then I'll describe the aftermath yeah (laughs) <laughs> or, I mean, should we describe the condition? Should we name the condition first? Or do you think that they people should just figure it out from the song? It wasn't a mosquito. What was it? Hives. Hives. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hives, the hives from Sweden were one of Lou's favorite bands in 2000 whatever. Listen now to Lou's Weird Al-esque parody version of the Hives hit Do Believe 
I told you so. Enjoy. 720. I don't want to blow all the cash from the show on a rumor. I still think it is right that we drive through the night to get home. Do believe I told you so. All right. <laughs> Driving all day to the city to play is enough. Leaving after the show, driving three hours home will be tougher. Do believe you told me so. And it's not over, oh no. Oh no. A half hour in, Izzy started to spin. She couldn't sleep her. She won at hotel. She was starting to yell. It was torture. I do believe you told me so. You're right. I'm wrong. You were starting to itch and you felt really sick. My new haven. I had given you hives from the stress of the drive. So sorry. And now you're on prednisone. But we're home. We're home. I don't. I don't think the name of that song is <clears throat> "Do Believe I Told You So." It's something else. It's like a. Hmm. I'll have to find out. Look it up right now. Maybe. Hives. Was this a band that wore matching suits? I feel like it's... Yes. Okay. I they think wore I knew suits. them. Yeah. Like kind of sleek looking. Yeah. Okay. Really sleek, sleek. They had a really good looking lead singer. Hives band. Yeah. Oh. But uh... Yeah. I, oh, wow. What a cool look. They did a really cool thing. I saw oh, them... Oh, my God. They're hot. I saw, them, I, saw them, <laughs> I, I saw them play a couple of times. The first time I saw them play, the big... The word among the Dinosaur Junior people is that... The, the hives, uh-huh. like they wore those same suits every night, but they were they were dabbing the sweat stains off of each other with a wet cloth. Huh. Do you know what I mean? So if they were wearing black, they would there would be these lines of sweat, like a little salt trail, okay. on, on the on the black t-shirts, which is something that I that happens to me. But they just dabbed out the the salt lines with with cloths for each other. Of course they did. It's really smart. I, and I, I've ever I've done that ever since. <laughs> I get a lot of wear out of a just a black T-shirt because I dab out the salt dab, stains. Dab dab. As as I learned the a technique I learned from the hives. So the name of that song is actually "Hate to Say I Told You So." Hate to say I told you so. And you had changed it to be "Do believe I told you I so." Know. I know my my memory had some sort hmm. of like like a re- I I did like a yeah I don't know hmm. I did I kind of softened the do believe the title. I told yeah. you so yeah hate you... to say I told you so but I made it do believe I made it fancier and I didn't do it on purpose yeah, I do believe <laughs> I made it I fancier so. I totally totally uh, <clears throat> not on purpose I I remembered it that way in my head I could <clears throat> hear the hive saying "Do believe I told you so." <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, yeah, that was so funny. You had that realization that you could do a hive song when we found out about my hives. Um, so yeah, I came home. <sighs> yeah. And had a pretty rough night. <laughs> and then it was scary. It was like, what's going on? It, uh, Your body is being taken over by some, something. Yeah, I, I'm not so good with that stuff because I really go, I, I'm not like, Oh, it's probably fine. You know, you I know some little... people don't, get all paranoid. worked up about their body they're like oh it's no big deal and i'm i go through quite a journey in my little brain i'm like well this could be it <laughs> <laughs> my body is it's done i don't know it's gets i don't know it's showing up in ways it's doing things it's saying you did too much and uh i, I did actually do too much it turns out so i woke up and i was covered in these hives and i was like whoa shit um we kind of tried to figure out what it was which of bed course bugs is we not were wondering successful. we were like maybe a bunch of bed, bed bugs bu yeah bed bugs yeah. from uh cinnamonson yeah sorry but, cinnamonson, no, but they didn't give they us, didn't bed, give us bugs. bed bugs but um, it was a clean hotel <clears throat> i trusted that place i'd been there twice well and i I looked up bed bugs and it said there'd be a red dot at the center of the bite. And I was like, there was no red dot. And they looked, they looked like hives. They were like just big red welts. And I'm like all over my legs, all my arms and my whole head felt like one big hive. And, uh, <laughs> it was. So then I kind of just lived with it on Sunday. And then Monday I went to urgent care. So you did mystery solved. Hives all the way. Yeah, the my my lovely uh, doc there. She who knows me a little bit. I've been in a few times because as you if you listen to the pod, you realize I have some chronic sinus infection issues. So they they know me there at urgent care, and she was like, "Oh, hi, Adele. <laughs> How you doing?" And she takes one look at me. She's like, "Whoa, okay." Because I had shorts on and. Uh, That's good. That was a good thing. To I wear. wore them to show her. That way, you didn't have to take your pants off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good, I was good. like, That's... let's let's go shorts. And yeah. um, so anyway, she said to me, "It it looks like you have stress hives." <laughs> I was like, "Is that a thing?" She's like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing. It's totally a thing." She's like, "Did you do anything?" different this week or kind of taxing anything happened in the last anything seven happen. days and i was like uh-huh okay so she's like i'm gonna hook you up girl she gave me a prednisone uh prescription which if you don't know that's steroids y'all that stuff rocks and um, that'll knock anything out of you they give it to you it's just like <laughs> it really a blanket I, I like i had my weird elbow ache yeah, you had like a phantom i had my phantom elbow Lou elbow used to have ache. a lot more phantom things yeah, i'm getting better you've kind of passed that baton to me in a way you know when we first got here you had a lot of like urgent not urgent you went to the emergency room you went straight to the emergency room i spent a lot of time in the emergency room yeah greenfield emergency uh, room knows lou barlow yep, so several heart issues heart things Mm -hmm. benign everyone mm -hmm. something called svt which is cool because that's also <clears throat> the name of an, a bass amplifier svt that's my condition yep that's, that's my Lou's thing. heart condition yep so and 
you also had, so you had like a phantom arm ache. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it wasn't phantom. You did have an arm I don't ache. Know what but... the hell? I don't, you know, to this day, I have no idea what that was about. <laughs> well, you thought you were having a heart attack, remember? Yeah, that's Because it was how your it left arm. You're in yeah. The, and it kind of did go into your chest. And so it's fair enough to go, oh, shit, is this a heart attack? It wasn't, everyone. But the baby ache. It's from carrying just, a baby they around. They gave you prednisone and it was like, gone. That was great. I was, I was flying for like five days. Yeah, she Loved only it. she only gave me three days. Today's my last day, ah. and she was completely right. She was like, "Oh, this will be gone in a few hours," and <clears throat> it was. I had a good time on the tour. I had a great time actually. That being said, it was a lot of work. It's really hard parenting full time and doing all of the things we do because we we're not just like. Listen, touring is hard anyway, but like we're not laying on a bus, you know, with like a lounge. We're in our minivan. We're driving to every show. We load, we unload, we do everything. I sell the merch. Lou plays the show. We load back out. We drive to a hotel. We find a hotel. We check ourselves in with the little person, try to get her in bed before midnight, wake up before the buffet ends in the morning. Anyway. Um, Those buffets were pretty, uh, pretty mid. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know, so parfait. So <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Izzy hear me say that because that kid loves a buffet, you guys. The hotel buffet, kids, man, in hotels. I just, I gotta like channel that shit because her love of it is just unmatched. <clears throat> you don't have to love Fruit Loops, honey. <laughs> no, but I think just the, her joy of like. Look at it's pretty exciting. It's it's it really actually, sweet. It, it stays you know? exciting for a long time. I know that deep into my twenties and thirties, I was yeah. still excited by even a shitty buffet. Right, it's you true. Know? It's true. Yeah, back before solidly I got, into your twenties. Back like, before I was like I re- back before the whole like you know what you you are what you eat kind of thing really kicks in. <laughs> yeah, before in you're your like 30s. I like that egg white omelet. <laughs> you're like yeah, oh. in your twenties. You're like give me the bacon, <laughs> give me the greasy whatever and. Yeah, give me I, um, the yogurt. Give me the sugar yogurt. Give me yeah. the you know. Oh, there's just, a cinnamon roll there too. I'll yeah. have that, <laughs> and I'll dip it in the yo play, and then I'll have some of this depression bacon. But yeah, so it's like, you know, I do misery just meat. Misery meat and a big um, plate of misery meat. We're not vegetarians, but we do recognize the misery meat. We know what's up. So, um, anyway, she has such a love of hotels that I think. We have a week home. That's what we're here. A really brisk week. And I'm, I'm, uh, what's the word? I'm kind of like reevaluating what I might need to have better self care in the next leg. So that's good. Yeah. You know, you can allow me to drive during the day. I know you, I know it does, it does help me. Yeah. But we're going to be driving in the Midwest. The driving, it's not like negotiating the Northeast corridor. That's true. Which I is think what it you will were doing. Be, yeah, I was bopping around it really tight, busy. intense America, freeways. America, what is, what's <laughs> happening with America, Adele? America is on the move. America is on the move. Biden said it, and you know what? He's not wrong. It fucking is, you guys. People mm. are everywhere. Revving their Holy engines. Holy shit. Like chasing each other down the Dragging highways. boats and RVs. Oh, and, God. Holy cow. The roads are busy. The semis just weaving as the drivers are checking their phones oh my god and just seeing the constant road rage like happen it's kind of intense you just have to navigate it all you lay back you let it go 
And we also I have had... to say, there's another there's another thing. Like back in the day, if yeah. someone passed me faster, like I'd be like, pretty soon you're on the tail of somebody. See, that's what you did. I never did that, but that again, that's crazy. part of your early kind of maybe machismo aggression aggression a little bit that you didn't even know you had. Or it's well, like maybe it wasn't that so much. Or <clears throat> like you, no, because I'm you tailed me. I'll tell you, I'm I'll tell you right you. now. Listen, you you did that for a long time. I know it's not the machismo because I got all the machismo still. That's intact. Mm-hmm. What the problem is, is just, it's like you have other things in your life that are, you have, it's just rage it built, right. built up from like, I mean, you haven't really, we all le- have you, our own pools you, of rage. I haven't, you know, I hadn't learned how to process disappointment. I mm. hadn't learned, I wasn't living, maybe I wasn't living an entirely honest life. Maybe I mm. was, things had happened to me that I was unhappy about. And like a lot of, I have to say a lot of my internal dialogue at that point in my life, and actually for a long period was just like a constant argument with somebody. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't like arguing with an imaginary, not imaginary, mm-hmm. like real people in my head, you're like putting all these words into people's mouths and going yeah. further and further with these, like these, these Stories. rageful fantasies. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I'm going to tell you, know, just this constant thing. And then, of course, the, you know, you're berating yourself at the same time, blah, blah, blah. It creates like a lot of like ambivalence and anger, I think. And it just comes out in weird ways because you don't, I mean, ultimately that stuff just comes out. You're not like, you don't. It has to go somewhere, you know. It does. It yeah. absolutely has Eventually, to go somewhere. Eventually, it, it blows its socket. And, no, it's like my, it's like yeah. my song, Beauty of the Ride. Mm. Let it build. Let it explode. I like that song. Leaving blood and shattered bone. Mm. It's a little dramatic and didn't happen very often. Didn't really come to blows very often. Shattered bone. Wow. Yeah. That could've, is dramatic. Could have. I had, I, had I had that potential. I was, uh, I was a fighter. You know what I'm thinking about right now, listening to you talk about all that, hmm. is letting go. Is I think that has been my greatest challenge and my best lesson as I age. And it really hit me in my late 30s, early 40s was, you know, the concept, this idea of letting go has always been there. And you you hear it in like self-help stuff, like you got to let things go. Um, But truly, truly understanding when you do have to let go, there's no more room for you in here. You know, we're full up and you've taken up a lot of real estate for a long time, this particular grudge or this particular story you're holding on to that's, you know, given you hurt or rage or whatever. And I think I have to say, I am so fucking grateful for letting things go and I am getting better at it. I really am, you know, and I'm grateful for that too, because I knew what letting go was for a long time, but I couldn't actually do it or like put it into practice. The shit just kept coming back. And you know, it's realizing that it takes constant vigilance. Because if you just go like, I'm just letting it go one time, you're not letting it go. It's like a marathon, you have to keep pushing it down until it's gone. Does that make sense? You know what? What? Unfortunately, I think it never actually goes away. You just have it just it's just there. Well, you learn how to manage it, right? That's yeah. what I mean. It's you're managing it better. And actually, I do let some things go. You know, I have. I have. And that feels nice. Some things I think you have to learn how to manage because they're never going to go away. That's true. But um, actually, that, that sounds dramatic. I, I, I have so many feelings about this subject. 
I could go on forever. I'm yeah. reading a book called Letting Go right now. Stop. Are you really? I am. <laughs> I'm reading about I letting go. I didn't even go. know that. Apparently, you just really don't have, you need to not really have strong feelings about anything. <laughs> so that's what I'm learning so far. Well, from how's that I'm working out for I'm you? Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, it's just, it, hmm. I, okay, I don't want to get into it. I'm about ready to just choke on my words here. I'm going to say things that. Hmm. I'm going to have to edit out, and I don't hmm. want to do any more work. I want this to be the end of the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let it go. I want to let it go. Yeah. You and I have, we're moving forward. Yeah. We have a lot of things on our table. My hives have cleared. Hmm. Uh, Izzy has, I think, recovered from the torture. She, we will, she we, totally has. She forgave me. She did. Yep. God damn it. It's such greatness in that kid. So she's, uh, we're not doing that again. We're not driving uh, after a show. We're going. To, we're driving to a hotel every night. Thank you for listening to Raw Impressions, episode number 32. Lou, Adele, and Izzy are on tour. Now, in June... Through July, the first show is in Kingston, New York. Please consider buying tickets for... All of the dates are available and can be seen in the description of this podcast episode on Spotify. There is a list of dates... And the tickets are available through eventbrite.com. I know it's an extra step. Nobody wants to take it. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry for making us drive home from Brooklyn. I forgive you. Thank you. I love You're you. You're welcome. <laughs> Handshake. Handshake, yo. Do 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 peace peace out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.